Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Wagner. We are back to interviews today. Uh, thank you all for being patient with me as I explored what it means to live whole, right? To be in this place where we serve our head, hands, and heart, where we fill and feed our mind, our body, and our soul, and to understand something that we actually get to in the interview today. We're not done with that series and that process. The The next couple interviews are going to be people that are going to continue to illuminate what it means for us to live wholly, to live fully, to bring our best to the table whenever possible because of the service of one of those areas in our life, being able to find unique and specific ways to serve our head, our intellectual pursuits, our mind to be challenged, to, to fill our, the need of our body and our hands to move, to create, to build, to be fit, you know, and then the, the need of our heart to have emotional clarity, to have spiritual fullness and to to draw out the energy that that is in there to be able to live and give and serve others uh kind of a ladder here i'm a track coach so i apologize but we're laddering up we built up to heart to talk about how the heart integrates and and fills us wholly so that we can come out through our through our mind and our body today we're talking to one of my good friends in life tom dierenfeld a pastor a youth pastor at uh, covenant church in colorado and he has been doing that job for about 10 years and tommy thank you um for all that you are i said it in the podcast but um in the in the interview but like tommy is one of these people and this is what I hope to be able to do in the rest of these conversations. And one of the things I am so grateful for over the course of the last you know, two and a half years to be able to connect with and touch base with people that literally changed the shape of my life, that moved my life from one part into a new season, into a new place, right? Whether that would be John, who I shared more than 100 episodes with, right, to Coach Jay. Um, who is episode 10 to Noah Becker at, you know, way back in episode five was my first real challenge as a head coach to try and draw out what does it look like to get this athlete to his pinnacle, you know, um, you know, along with his teammates to, you know, just this, this continued growth in my life. Rob Lovejoy is another one, you know, and, and then to be able to do that for John also, you know, his, my head high school football coach is on Tom Murphy, John's high school basketball coach, Phil John's rude. Like we just have had this opportunity to continue to, to explain and explore the people that have grown us and moved us into different stages of life. You know, Trevor Solom, John Peter, like I can just go through the list and say, these people, Tommy is another one. Tom invited me to youth group when I was 16 years old. Right. And effectively, uh, my life doesn't look the same since, you know, it, and um, he was the officiant, the pastor of our wedding in a really cool way. I called him kind of in duress and said, we don't really have somebody. Would you come? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'll fly across the country and come and serve you. And, and one of the, the you know, one of the greatest days of my life, marrying my wife, is really highlighted by the people that surrounded us. And Tom was one of those people. I'm, I'm so glad that he was willing to join us to talk about what he does to fill his heart. And, and ultimately like it's, it's a paradox, right? Like I, I think this is true, right? It's a paradox. The one thing that I think he keeps coming back to is we got to create space for our heart to be filled so that it can pour out, so that it can be broken open and spilled open and pour out for others. And that that in itself is filling, right? So we we better do the work, create the space, create 
the systems to fill our hearts. And then as soon as it's full, spill it out onto others. Tom does this so well. His heart is full and it, it gets on your clothes, right? I mean, like it just, I, I think I use the analogy in the conversation. Like if you spill gas at the gas station, everybody knows because they smell it on you. Like if you interact with Tommy, like you're, everybody knows because you're happier. He's joyful. He gives, right? It can't think of anything better than to, than him being a youth pastor, right? Because he fills up these young people. Also an incredibly musician, Tom. Yeah. Choir, choir nerds for life. Anyway, uh, Tom Dierenfeld challenges us to think about what are we doing to fill our lives and fill our hearts. Here we go. Tom Dierenfeld, Tommy in my world, Tommy D, my guy, a long, long time (laughs) friend. We go back to high school. High school track and field, high school show choir. Everybody out there, yes. Yeah. Um, we were we were show choir people, Get not like glee, out. jazz hands, <laughs> like that sort of stuff. But we did, we did, we did. indeed sing together and, and like bus rides, um, choir class, right? Like yep. those sort of things were incredibly formative to our relationship. Peanut and I'll butter get bread. To, uh, no, no Go doubt. Just, it was a peanut butter bread. People stop putting jelly on yeah. that thing. Just give us the peanut butter. Yeah. Um, man, what a what a gift it is to connect with you. You were a person who has over and over and over again just shown up in my life to fill my heart. And this series that we're talking about, Head Hands Heart, I couldn't think of a person that I wanted to talk to more about how you fill your life with stuff that's good for your heart. Um Anyway, huge introduction for one of my good friends in life, Tom Jerenfeld. How are you, man? Tell us what you're up to, and then we're going to get to the good stuff. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Jamie. Uh, Honored to be here. Wags in my book. I don't know if that name is stuck. I I don't know how you could ever. Sure. As a coach, as a coach, for sure. The kids just all called me Wags. And I I coached with a guy named Mags. So it was Mags. It was Magnuson. So it was Mags and Wags. It just went real well together. There you go. Not a ton of people call me it as like an adult, like adult to adult relationships, but it's still, it's fair game. It's fair game as always. I I think you were that in my phone until just a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) And then I finally put your real name in. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So yeah, um, thanks for asking me to be a part of this. I'm honored, super cool to connect. And uh, so fun to see what you're up to. Uh, I'm a youth pastor at LifeSpring Covenant Church in Loveland, Colorado. And uh, finished up year 10. I'm in year 11 now. So I work with middle school and high school students. Colorado is middle school, so they have sixth through eighth grade, sure, uh, which is um, different than Minnesota. And, yeah, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, some, somewhat different. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been good, and uh, I'm married to Celeste, and we have two kids, seven and four, and so our life is full and and uh, and good and uh, full of challenges and joys. So yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I'm up to. We were we were talking a little bit, just like doing the the friends connecting, and it's it's wild because I think, you know, the the thing that gets said and it's true and it's also like pretty trite, right? Is like you can just pick up where you left off, yeah. In a way, right? Like that's what true friendship looks like, and I and I believe that that's true. And I'm also aware that as life takes us in very different places, right? You're a thousand miles away, right? You're, um, you know, in a world where, you know, you're front range Colorado and I am in, uh, flat countryside, (laughs) like rolling Hills, cornfield, Minnesota. Beautiful lush. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But you, you do drift apart because your interests change, your life changes, your, your the needs calling from outside of this relationship change who you are and and the reason we can pick up i believe this is because our hearts are very similar right we can connect on a heart level a spiritual level again you know and like that is a that is a gift that 
I, you know, I'm so grateful for with five or six or seven people in my life where I'm like, I can just call and connect. And I know that our hearts are going to sync up. And, and, and that is a, it's a special thing. And it's an earned thing. Yeah. Right? It, it's yeah, an, yeah. it's a, it's a thing that is earned through time and relationship. And I, clearly we'll talk a little bit about how you influenced me and I'll, I'll share some of that maybe even when we're not on together, but sure there's there's a world where we had to go through some stuff mm. to get to this place where you can just pick up yeah it's easy to say that and you and you don't always remember all of the milestones and the yeah. steps that it took to get there for you let's oh. talk a little bit right you're a youth pastor you obviously have a have a christian sort of spiritual foundation and mm. i like obviously for those of you that have been listening, you understand that that's my background as well. That's who I am. But I also think spirituality is just spirituality. It's like like faith is faith is faith. And I think sure. to some degree, it's all the same faith, yeah. right? You know what I mean? And the way that we feed that looks a little bit different <clears throat> for each type of thing that we're talking about. When yeah. when you guys will hear this, there's there's another episode coming out on heart, and I and I really define it three ways, right? There's an emotional heart, right? There's a spiritual heart, and then there's kind of an energy heart, like there's a soul piece to all of this that is energy, that is emotional, that is spiritual. Let's talk about how you fill that tank a little bit, mm -hmm. because I think the way that you do it was really influential for me in my heart development. So yeah. so. And that was a long time ago. That was 20 years ago. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah. But so maybe talk to us about how that's evolved too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think uh, ultimately when I think about the heart and how that gets filled, um, for me, in my experience, uh, it, it comes from connection to the source of all life. Uh, and strength and feeling and that, and that's God right and uh, and and through relationship with Jesus um, and so you know sometimes people will talk about well you just got to look within yourself or just look within your own heart and you know follow your heart and I'm like uh yeah except for the human heart <laughs> can get so tainted and so distorted and so distracted and so deceived, right? And yeah. and so, um, so it, you know, where I'm coming from is like in creation. Our, uh, we were made, Genesis chapter one, God looked at everything that he made and it was very good. Yeah. Um, but then Genesis chapter three uh, happens and humans decide they want to be their own God and go their own way. And when rebellion sets in, it just taints and distorts the human heart. Um, but, uh, but thanks be to God, there's a way for right relationship with God through Christ. And, um, and so it's really through that relationship uh, and knowing the truth of God's love for us, um, ultimately, that is, uh, that is what fills my heart. Um, and I experienced that uh, different ways um, through prayer, through the reading of the scriptures, uh, through community. Uh, and human relationships. Um, I experience it uh, when I look up at the mountains and I'm in awe uh, and, uh, and sure. a reminder that I'm not alone and that there's that there's uh, a holy other one, a transcendent God who I, gives, so a, gives a rip about me. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, so I'm driving in Northern Minnesota yesterday. I'm out serving communities and it's the place where we used to live, the Brainerd Lakes area. And yeah. every morning, for five years, I drove Highway 371 North yeah. from Brainerd to Pequot Lakes, and I got to see Long Lake, Round Lake, Gull Lake, uh, you know, West Twin, Edna. Yeah. Like I got to just drive by these glass <laughs> bodies of water. And I was yeah. reminded in the same way that you were talking about when I look up at a mountain and I'm reminded that this creation is not just my like manifestation of something right this is yeah. this is a real thing that somebody that the person that created that also created me and cares yeah. about me is is like a huge connective tissue and then i also see it when i'm driving in south dakota to out to go deer hunting or something yeah. and it's like these rolling hills and these grasslands or as i drive past cornfields you know what i'm talking about the rows yeah. just kind of fly yeah. by yeah and you're like man that is incredible that 
there's this tremendous order that has been established yeah. by, you know, like a farmer necessarily. And it's predictable because, because it was created. Right. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. And so I, yeah. like, it's not just that you have to be, and this is really for the listener, right? It's not just that you have to be in the mountains. Where yeah. do you get struck with awe in your daily life? I, mm-hmm. I loved that drive every morning and I don't do it anymore. And it, like, it was filling at mm-hmm. times, like it was mm-hmm. filling because I was, kind of communing with nature. You said something else that I think is really interesting. You said human relationships. I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here, Tom. You (laughs) do the heart pouring out into other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a way that I have rarely seen and it fills others, right? Mm -hmm. I, I will, I will never forget the thing that, that drew me closest to like, what is that guy about? And I've told this story before, right? But what is that guy about? We're standing in lunch line. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a sophomore in high school. You're maybe a freshman. Mm-hmm. And somebody goes, Tommy, why are you always so happy? Mm-hmm. Right. And as a freshman in high school, just like the most self-conscious uh, time of our life, probably yeah. right? where, we're, where we're consumed by the thought <laughs> of what other people might think of us. You're just like the joy of the Lord in my heart. And mm. it's like, whoa, this guy, this cat's different because not many mm. people are going to say that out loud and not be at all self-conscious, not be at mm. all distracted by the, the cost of that statement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And you do this human relationship thing where your heart spills onto people. Mm in a, in a loving, caring, kind way. How do you view that as filling you up? Cause you just said it, right. Yeah. That's the thing that fills you up. Yeah. I see it as like, you fill me up, man. Yeah. You fill up all the people you come in contact with. How do you see it as filling you also? Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. like you give a ton, like it yeah. would be draining. Totally. It's a great question. Yeah. And the truth is it, I think that, I think to have an open heart to give from uh, your heart, it, to- it is, uh, it is like, to be broken and poured out in a sense. And yet, when you consider the alternative and how people live all over the place, uh, the alternative to open heart, pouring out, giving, sacrificing, et cetera, the alternative to that is like closed off, selfish, isolate. And and I don't know about anybody else, but when you live in that place, uh, that sounds like the death uh, of a heart. Uh, That sounds like being cut off. Um, from life, from vibrancy, et cetera, et cetera. So it's it's almost uh, like this counterintuitive thing. Like when you when you give, you actually are like sort of living the way that you were always supposed to. And when you close off and you isolate and you choose coldness over warmth, you actually are just left with that, and and that's it. Um, so of course, rest and renewal. Uh, are are part of uh, what's needed as well. I go home on a Sunday afternoon uh, after a full morning at church or Wednesday night. I'm drained, right? Yeah. I'm drained in a sense. And yet there's this part that's like, there's nothing else I would rather do. There's no other way I'd rather live. Because uh, I really believe that you, you've got, you've got two choices. You live open and, and you, and you, and you give uh, or you're closed off and you kind of just like, get to have a cold isolated heart you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't know that there's really more than those two kind of ways to live and and sometimes we waver back and forth some days we do it great some days we don't um but really i think most of us have the choice get to choose which realm to live in which way to live um and i'm just choosing what i think is better uh more life-giving (laughs) <laughs> more joyous. I, I, I got a lot of laughter in my life and I think anybody it's better that, than being angry. <laughs> anybody that knows you knows that it is, it is joyous. And that's what I'm talking about. Like that is life giving to yeah. other people. It's, it's, you know, like it's the joy that you're speaking to that spills out and yeah. it pours over. And I, I just, I'm curious about that because I think you, you're right. I think there is a, there is a, one path or another path in that regard. Like it yeah. really is a bit of a dichotomy. And I, I'm brought back to a book that I mentioned in one of the resources shows, right? This book called The Slight Edge, where they don't really look that different for a long time, right? Yeah. They, they grow apart, they drift apart really gradually. Yeah. And like I think the people that live that closed off life don't feel that it's that different than right. anybody else until 
the cliff happens, right? Where yeah. you just like it. So the slight edge talks about they look very, very similar for a very long mm, time. Yeah. And then the change becomes dramatic in a very short period of time. And so yeah. to me, I think there there's a challenge in what you just said where it's like, okay, it doesn't look that different being closed off, right? Okay, maybe sure. he laughs a little bit more than I sure, do. Maybe sure, he's sure. a little bit more joyous than I am. But like I, generally our lives pretty similar. It's fine. I'm not that, it's not wrong. Yeah. Right? Until, yeah, yeah, yeah. until you hit, until you hit bottom, until you, yeah. until it becomes a place where you are closed off and your heart is, yeah. is not full to give yeah. anything else. Right. It, yeah. It's, it's re really trying to restore itself. Yeah. Like that's what's needed first because it's yes. been so closed off. So talk to yeah. us about, you said rest, renewal, restoration, like what does restoration or renewal look like for you? Maybe as a, as a process, I, I know that that's a yeah. little bit weird of a question because yeah. some people are like, well, I just do, I just go be by myself for a little while. Sure. Like, but is there, is there some intention that you yeah. build into that process? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Love that question. I just want to say real quick. I love that idea of this, the slight edge too with them. And you see this in old people, don't you? Yeah. Um, Cause you, you either, you either like have the cold cantankerous old person who just hates everybody, or you've got like the warm fluffy hand grandma, you know? And yeah. uh, anyway, so just, <laughs> but you're right. Backs right up all of my suspicions. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. So, so what, uh, yeah, what yeah, does that intentional renewal. renewal phase look like for you? For sure. Yeah. No, I think it's uh, a great question, and I really, in in the last couple of years, especially trying to <clears throat> live with the tension of uh, balancing life and and uh, work and home and marriage and all that kind of stuff, have had to become more intentional with some of these rhythms. I've uh, I, this isn't original, but I I try to take ten minutes a day. Uh, where I just have just quiet solitude alone. It might be prayer. It might be scripture. It might just be silence. Uh, and, and it's just an opportunity. I call it a 10 minute timeout. Um, and, um, I'm really bad at routines, so I could use some coaching from you on that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I do, I just do a 10 minute timeout at some point during the day, whether it's first thing in the morning, or maybe it's right when I get into the office, or maybe it's in, in the middle of the afternoon when I've had a heck of a day. Uh, and I'm just like, I just need 10 minutes, uh, to just like interrupt all the craziness that is and and refocus and reorient let go of some of the distractions um uh let go of some of the lies maybe i've been believing and and just get retuned uh with what's most important kind of recentering a little bit uh does it does it happen every day do you get uh, to it every day <clears throat> no no yeah. and that's part of the journey i think imperfection and and here's but here's the crazy thing when it doesn't happen i feel it yeah. Yeah. I notice it. I'm like, after a day or two, I'm like, oh, I just haven't been in regular rhythm. Yeah. Uh, or I know this is, this is someone else's department, but like exercise or, you know, yeah. eating healthy. So they, it's like, it, it, we're all, we're integrated beings like that. But that, right? that's, that's what the whole point of this, this series has yeah. been, right? This head, hands and heart, you cannot serve one without serving the other and you cannot ignore one without that's ignoring it. the so other good. right we are we are integrated people i love the way that you said that that's not a yeah. phrase that i've used through this process but it's mm. we are whole people like yeah. and i just i say this all the time when we build whole people like to coaches that i'm working with when we build whole people we build whole programs right yeah. the, we do not get whole programs programs that can serve and give and overflow into our communities until we have people that are whole, that are integrated. I love that yeah, word yeah, yeah. because our head, hands, and heart have to align. And like you, I, I asked the question because you said, I'm not very good at routine. And right. So if, for me personally, if I don't have a specific time of day that yeah. I'm doing something, yeah, yeah, the routine yeah. drifts towards yeah. uh, less consistency. Yes. And yes. then I do feel it. I'd feel exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. I just wanted no, to, no, no, to good, get that good. piece out because I think there's so much value in however, you know, each time we hear something, and that's why I love having different guests on with different perspectives. And like, you're a pastor who's filling that cup from a, from a spiritual, scriptural, prayerful place. Yeah. Other people might not have that same thing, but yeah, they're yeah. also trying to integrate yeah. their head, hands and heart, their body, their soul, their mind. Right. And so 
what does that look like from yeah. a from a routinized place, a place that has some routine, or just like I notice it about myself, and now yeah. I need to to correct it. So, what else are you doing? That that yeah. ten minutes is people do it. I, I I have a practice that is very very similar. I journal in that process, but a yeah, lot yeah. of times that journaling right. is just like staring at something and sure. thinking. Right, no yeah. sound, no any, yeah. but but yeah continue to to enlighten us on what your process looks like beyond yeah. just those 10 minutes that's good yeah so so the 10 minutes uh 10 minutes a day is what i was what i shoot for another thing and this is you know goes back but um, a lot of the a lot of the research whether it's um religious or christian or not uh is pointing to to the um to the benefits of a weekly sabbath and uh and so we've tried to incorporate that in our family really in the last year or so. <clears throat> and that's not Sunday for you guys because no, it's Sunday, Sunday you're working, right? So Sunday's what, what does that day. look like? Tell yeah. us some specifics, get into some yeah. details about how you guys kind of make that time really valued in your, in your family. Totally. And it, it really is about, it's, it is kind of like that timeout, that stopping, that slowing down. And then, and then, but this is the driving question. It's not like this religious kind of duty or whatever it, it this is the question we're asking what's going to fill up our hearts, what's going to yeah. fill our tank. And so 4 PM on Friday, as soon as school's done, we're home, we get cleaned up. Uh, we start, we start our weekly Sabbath and we say, uh, you know, like put everything that you would normally do any kind of obligatory task away and let's, let's be intentional about filling up our hearts. And so that means family connection. So we do a special meal, like whatever, whatever it is I'm feeling like that day, it's my, <laughs> my night for food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're not focused on healthy. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's simple. It's easy. Or maybe I'm feeling like cooking. I don't know. Maybe that would just be something that fills my day. So 4 PM, we, we just like get out of our normal routine. We lean into connection. And it's intentional rest time generally yeah. is what it turns in. So we make a meal, we eat together. In the last couple of years, we've played a lot of I spy at the dinner table, uh, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and which is fun. And we're laughing and we're asking each other about our days and whatnot. And then we usually like, we'll watch a movie uh, and just hang out because we're just going to be together. Uh, I look around at like family schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. It's rare that the nuclear family is even in the same room together very yeah. much. And so, okay, watching a movie might not be the most connection time, but we're sitting hip to hip yeah. and we're putting our arms around our kids and we're letting them feel our heartbeat when they lay their head on our chest. And yeah. there's something about just that presence, touching, we're, we're together in that. And then we hit the hay early and then the next morning is Saturday morning pancakes. Uh, and we don't do anything on Saturday mornings and everybody does everything on Saturday mornings. And so this has been a struggle for us. It's kind yeah. of cultural, but again, we're making pancakes. We're having fun. We're being together. Sometimes my boy and I go mow the lawn because there's all kinds of connection with each other and the earth and all that good stuff. When we do that, it's not work. Yeah. It's uh, it's connection time. And then um, we, we do whatever I'll go for a run. We'll read, we'll play. And then 4 p.m. Saturday afternoon, I'm turning around, getting ready for Sunday. Yeah. So, but that's kind of, it's just space. It's intentionality. It's connection. I love it. I love this idea. And the thing that you said, really, it brings me back to, you know, the five love languages, right? Yeah. Uh, where that quality time together, for some people, quality time is like in face-to-face -face contact. Yeah. Physical contact might be some of their contact some of their love language also, yeah. but right. How do we fill our hearts? We, we acknowledge that each, each person might do that a little bit differently. Yes. And so, yes. you know, for me, fill my heart is really an intellectual exercise in a lot of ways, right? Mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. to be explained to, and a lot, yeah. like I want to yeah. learn. Yeah. I want to yeah. know yeah. things. I'm curious and my heart aches after understanding right yeah. and so for me like even my scriptural practice is like i mean i read proverbs or ecclesiastes almost every single day just because yeah. i'm like longing after wisdom right mm -hmm. and then it's you know there's gospel and there's an epistle right i don't do a lot of old testament stuff because sure. i like it's not what my heart is longing after it's mm -hmm. not the understanding that i'm looking for i think there probably needs to be some supplementation in that <laughs> regard also sometimes so and like that's how my heart gets filled up. Yeah. And you're talking about, okay, 
our family is going to do a few different things. We're going to yeah. be silly. That's yeah. the way that our heart gets yeah, filled yeah, up. Sure. We're going to, we're going to have this quality time around the dinner table. And I love that you mentioned how the schedule of people feels prohibitive Ooh. to this process. Right. I, I think about families that I know, and I, I have a friend that I was golfing with recently. He's like got four kids, four young boys, I believe. And like, they're all kind of in a place where they're pretty talented yeah. and people are pulling at them to be a part of everything because I want you to be in on our football team or our basketball yeah. team or our baseball team and stuff because you're good. Right. Yeah. And that's a, yeah. that's a blessing too, right? That's a gift to give awesome. away Yep, and it might fill your heart. Yeah. But there's a time where you need clear and defined boundaries Yeah, to create an opportunity to bring your best out. And that has been that's the right. underlying theme of this whole conversation. What does your best look like? When it's done consistently, does it grow? I believe that that's true. How, is, how have you seen that growth from your guys' personal Sabbath, weekly yeah. Sabbath? What, is that, yeah. what does that look like in terms of growth for you guys as a family? Yeah, no, it's good. Well, I, I think it comes back to that whole integration and you, and, you, and you tweak one thing and it spills out into the rest of your yes. life. And, uh, and so like, uh, again, like whether it's... Um, yeah, just uh, remembering uh, the connection that you had and those kind of fond feelings and the fond memories. Um, you know, we talked <clears throat> before we started recording, we're talking about communication with spouses. Yeah. And um, I, uh, when we have some space to like do a lot of communicating, if we need to, to like sit down and talk through stuff, that just seems to balance out the week a little bit. Uh, if your ship's passing in the night and stuff like that. Um, and you know, another thing for me is like, uh, like sometimes Friday nights, you might feel like there's something pressing and I'm like, for me, I'm tempted to maybe jump on email and do something, but I've caught myself and said like, no, it can wait. Uh, and, and this is where I'm coming from. Like if God can hold the whole world together, (laughs) then that, then like, I probably don't need to answer that email or check that email. Yeah. And so, I'm, there's, so it's there's been successful trust. businesses for millennia that didn't have email at all. Come and they now. just trusted that other yes. people were going to, we're going to do their part too. You <laughs> yes, know I mean? totally. And somehow maybe it worked out. And and if it didn't, is it the end of the world? Uh, and, and what do you, what do you, uh, what's the cost there? Yeah. There's always a cost when we make certain decisions, is it worth it? And, um, and so like, I'm going throughout my week and I got a rough situation. Uh, and I, I think back to Sabbath, like, oh, if God can hold the whole world together, then maybe he can hold this situation together. Or I want to be really impatient with my kids or my wife. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be like this. Remember what we practiced just a couple of days ago? Yeah. Patience, you know, connection, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, uh, there's like this, almost this relaxed nature that I'm trying to train myself into as a result of that Sabbath. That like, oh, it doesn't have to be breakneck speed. Oh, I don't have to do everything immediately. Oh, there are some things that are worth more than a billion dollars right in front of me mm-hmm. that are worth it. You know, uh, yeah. that that's been my latest hashtag worth more than a billion. Yeah. Like to be able to connect with your kids and have a good, healthy relationship with them rooted in trust that lasts for a lifetime. How do you put a price tag on that, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm reminded of like the Visa or the MasterCard commercials, the priceless <laughs> commercials. There you go. Right. Yeah. It's like capitalism and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's not the conversation. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, and they're encouraging you to spend money with their credit card anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a truth but the, in there. But the point is like, they're telling a story, right? Storytelling yeah. is unbelievable advertising. And the, yes. the thing that they were saying was, there's a story here that you're missing when you think yeah. about the cost, the physical cost of something. We were talking a little right. bit about that before we before we got on. You said you guys have really focused on making date night a priority in your your spousal relationship. Yeah. And sometimes that's going to have a pretty significant financial cost. Yeah. And yet it has been it has been a big deal for you guys. What does that look like? How have you prioritized that? I feel like that's another thing that's going to fill your heart. Talk to us about, yeah. about why you made that choice, what it was that is has really grown a bit also. Yeah, yeah. Here again, I think you need daily connection with your spouse 
for sure. That's so important. But um, but there's uh, this is what I kind of liken it to, like the <clears throat> like we eat every day uh, because it sustains us. But but then there's like there's like a special meal every now and again. Yeah. And you, you can think of some of these like for sure, like when like we eat every day, but not every day is special. And that's what date night is like. We communicate, we connect every single day. That's the hope. But date night. Oh, that's like the special meal or the thing that you're you know, this time that you're going to really remember. And I can tell you, like, um, when we've gotten intentional and, and I stop worrying about how much everything costs <laughs> and I just yeah. decide to show up and just be with my wife and say like, nothing else is going to touch this time. And it's amazing. Like we, we ask each other probably, how was your day? How was your day? But then we sit down at date night and we're like, so how are you? Yeah. And we got two and a half hours and a bottle of wine and dinner on the way. Um, yeah. And, and it's just something unique, dare I say, sacred about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it comes with a cost. Babysitters are expensive. Um, uh, you can go out to McDonald's or grab an ice cream cone in an hour and still connect for sure. But, you can go for uh, a walk, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter some, what yeah. it is. But I want to, you know, for me in this season of my life, I'm want, I want to communicate like um, you're worth every penny uh, and and vice versa. And I just think like, I had a question about that, Tom. Yeah, Can I shoot. jump in for a second? Yeah, 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 go for it. Is was there was there some need to communicate that? Like, did you feel like there was a place where maybe you communicated at a different time in your life that the financial pieces were more important than her needs or her or that connection? I maybe that's too personal of a question. I yeah, but no, I good. but I think that there's a place where when we identify it's called for us in, in mental skill development, we use this tool called recognize and replace, recognize that something's happening, replace yeah. it with something that you recognize something that you don't want to happen yeah. is happening. Yeah. Stop, identify it. Whenever it's happening, have grace with yourself. Say it's okay. Yeah. I was doing this thing and it's fine. And now I'm going to change it. I'm going to replace it with a different yeah. thing. To me, what it sounded like there is just some acknowledgement that maybe I was putting some emphasis in the wrong places. And now I'm going to emphasize what I believe to be the right thing. And it's just a, a really simple tool to make Boom. life yeah. more joyful, right? Nailed I mean, it. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And for me, the recognition was the fear of like, well, I don't know if we should spend the money and blah, 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 replace with trust. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And it's not frivolous. It's not, it's not stupid. I'm still, there's still a frugality and responsibility in it. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and in, and in a way, like, again, to communicate, like this, it isn't about the meal or whatever. It's about that connection time, but there's just something about like this, I don't go out to dinner with anybody else in my life. Like I go out to dinner with you, yeah. you know, is what I'd say to my, to my wife. Well, um, and that's the sacred, right? That's the yes. sanctified part of it where you make it. I don't, again, dare we say holy in some way, right? Yes. This is, yeah. this is a thing that has yeah. been ordained that has been given to us to yeah. make, I mean, like it's a sacrament in some you know, in, yeah. in Catholicism, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. marriage is a sacrament. Like it's yeah. a, it's a way to honor what we've been given. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And so I, I, I love it. I think yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah. I, I was saying that maybe like we could probably do that and we might need to wait just a little bit. till our son is a little <laughs> older to get that two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, we, we don't, that's, we don't that's always fair. have that, but, that's fair. but here again, it's, and this is just life, right. And, and, um, and balance. And it's what we're trying to teach and model for our kids. Seasons of life look differently. There's always going to be challenges, but, and, and there's a ton of good things like sports are good and friends are good and church is good and kids are good and spouses are good. Uh, so you got a bunch of good things, but what are you going to do? What are you yeah. going to do with it? All? It's, it's a choice, decision, right? It's a choice. Et cetera, et cetera. And, yeah, yeah. And what I what I love about it, Tom, is that there's balance sure. in it, right? There's a yeah. there's an integration in it, even, right? There's a sense that like I can't be unbalanced towards we're doing sports five nights a week, right? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna create a Sabbath, right? Yeah. We're we're doing the race towards financial well-being. Yep. seven 24 hours a day seven days a week that's going to be our priority no like we're going to prioritize a date night where we're yeah. going to spend money if we have to like that 10 minutes that you're talking about no yeah. i'm not gonna prioritize 
the the race toward you know and i, I use that word race because i'm an athlete and that's the, sure, the sure, thought sure. that i'm thinking about right but like this this grind this wheel that is constantly turning towards i have to produce something yeah. on wednesday night. i have to produce something on sunday yeah. morning like these are the things that are being required of me and i have to chase that right now yeah. no i can i can take 10 minutes and i can make yes. some space to fill my heart it actually benefits your performance right yes, it does yes it does <laughs> Yeah, and the and the the root there, I think, and and for me, the language I like to use is just rhythm, yeah. rhythm. Like if you were to always rest, it wouldn't be good for you. If you were to always work, it wouldn't be good for you. If you were on a date night every single night, yeah, it kind of takes not special good. anymore. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, but there's rhythm to it all, and actually, that's the way the whole world and universe works, isn't it? Yeah, like the day and then the night, and for millennia, that's been happening. Um, yeah the seasons that change, it's, there's rhythm. It's not everything the same always. There's movement, there's direction, um, there's pause, there's growth. It's all necessary for flourishing. Yeah, and I I, I say this again, another thing I, I use all the time, if it's true in nature, it's probably true for us, right? If it's true out yeah. there, yeah. if it's true in the creation, <laughs> yes. it's probably true for us, right? If they if they need to go through seasons of, of vibrance, and rest in yeah. dormancy of growth and death right like because yeah. it brings renewal like we yeah. need to go through some of that too i was listening to a song recently and i feel like i said this on a podcast already but i'm gonna share it again because i'm not entirely certain i've just been sharing this song with everybody and yeah. it's it's called rest in peace and it says rest in peace to the old me right it's like mourning the loss of who you were right because there's a there's a growth that will spring yes. out of it and you are a different person and the person you are today you're going to have to say goodbye to also yeah. because yeah. Yeah. because the season is going to change like you speak to and like having that perspective right i i, I have a mindset company right this podcast is podcast is called eyes up mindset having yeah. a mindset that says seasons and growth and change are a part of this process yes gives you the capacity just the start of the capacity to manage those things when they come because they're yeah. inevitably coming right yeah 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 for sure i don't know so let's I, we're gonna pivot just slightly i asked yeah, you yeah. in the in the email i sent you was like some resources that you yeah. use or things that have filled you up from a from a resources perspective because i think you know if people are searching sp specifically like in a spiritual way right probably yeah, for yeah the types of things that you're talking about that kind of renew you from not just an actions perspective, but an actual resources perspective. Yeah, sure. um, what, what are you engaging with that has just like set your world on fire potentially? Yeah. 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 Oh man. That's good. Um, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I, I, I don't want to just list up a, <laughs> a no, bunch it's, of things, but Kind of trust me, I've done like three episodes where I just do exactly that, and it's a little <laughs> bit overwhelming. I apologize to everyone, but uh, the thing I say, and the thing I will remind the listeners of right now, if there's one that sounds like it's going to fill your heart, mm -hmm, just choose mm -hmm. that one. Do something. Don't be yeah. paralyzed by the the weight of all of the stuff sure, that's sure. about yeah, to happen. Yeah. Choose one, and just like that was good. And if it was really good and it set you up, like come back to this episode again and just fast forward to this exact moment and say, here's some more stuff I can do that that's going to fill yeah. my heart. Yeah, yeah, good. I'd say first before I get real specific, like I, I just think <clears throat> that um, we need to, as people, lean into anything encouraging. I just think like the, the human heart lives and dies by... Uh, hope or not, encouragement or discouragement. And I don't know about you, but I've never heard anyone in all of my life ever tell me like at the end of a day, like, you know what? I was just too encouraged today. <laughs> like I just got too much encouragement. My heart is too full. My tank is too full. You know what I mean? And so uh, I just think to, to, to have eyes up to, yeah. to, to look for what is encouraging and then lean into that. Again, my routine, I just feel like I'm a little scattered when it comes to resources, this, that, and the other thing. But I think what I've done is I've kind of like trained my eyes and my heart to just look for what looks right and good and encouraging and hopeful, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'll get into the specifics here. 
But just Beautiful. as a general thing, uh, I just want to throw that out there because I don't know well, if people, I don't know if we're always looking for it. And it's the thing that I've said on this podcast many, many times is the thing that I say to athletes all the time, what we focus on grows, right? Yes. What, what our attention goes yes. to grows. We actually start to train our mind to see the, the parts of that thing. I will, anybody that has ever bought a car knows exactly what I'm talking about. The second yeah. you start, you decide what car <laughs> you want to buy. You yeah. see it everywhere. Yeah, you say, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. I want to get this type of car. And you're like, man, everybody has that type of car. I see it everywhere. <laughs> Why do I want this type of car? And then you change your mind. You're like, I'm going to try and get this one because maybe not as many people have it. And then you're like, that one's everywhere too. What? Yes, because yes. we don't pay attention to the details until we've focused the aperture on that specific detail. I don't even know that that's the right phrasing. I apologize. Photographers, my sister in law is a photographer. I'll ask her if that was right. But like you zoom the lens in and you say, that's the detail I want to focus on. And now that's the thing that shows up. Think about yeah. our cameras, right? If we tap the phone on our camera or the, you know, the, the screen on our phone, when we're trying to take a picture, all of a sudden it blurs out everything else. And that thing becomes, that's the way our brain works. Yes. Right. And to yeah. some degree. And so if your, if your lens if your mindset is focused on positive, joyful, encouraging, you're going to see more of that. Yeah, if you're focused yeah, on yeah. discouragement, you're going to see more of that. It's just going to hazy everything else that's not that. And so yeah. that's a choice we get to make. So I love that you you pointed us in that direction because I think that's an yeah. absolutely crucial starting point yeah. to at yeah, least yeah. understand. For sure. And that's why Solomon wrote thousands of years ago, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Right? Yeah. Everything you do flows from your heart. And that's why it's just so important um, where you're fixing your eyes and your focus and your gaze. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Yeah. So <clears throat> some of the things I, you know, I've just been taken with, uh, and I use this term loosely, just like everything that old guys are writing and talking <laughs> about. I just think like, like, cause again, you know, you, what was that one? Uh, the, the edge, what was it yeah. again? It's the slight edge, slight, the slight edge. edge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like the, like the old people, have some wisdom about the the heart that they've figured out and and you and they're either getting bitter or they're getting better and yeah. um and so i'm just trying to find old people who have gotten better and just learn from them so i don't have to make some of the dumb mistakes that people do through the 30s 40s 50s in order to figure it out i'm just going to borrow from what other people are sharing no so doubt. Um, so, you know, first, I mean, obviously I give the Sunday school answer. I I'd say, uh, read the Psalms, read yeah. the Proverbs like you're doing, um, it, as, as maybe a starting spot to, to really kind of like identify with others because they just display the human heart, you know, joys, yeah. sorrows, grief, anger, sadness, apathy. Ex I mean, the whole, they run the gamut. And so, um, I, that, and that has let's, let's be real, Tom, you're a musician. So the Psalms have a oh, rhythm and, and like, I just yeah. think about like you saying rhythm. I'm like, you, you let you drum, right? I mean, you yeah. drum, you play guitar, like rhythm makes sense as your yeah. worldview. And like, the Psalms are rhythmic. They're poetic. They have yes. a, a musical bent. So you're, I, if that's who you are out there, yep. go check it out. Cause it's going to fill yep. you up. And, but I love that you talk about it. it's your heart, man. It's just on display from yeah. the good to yeah. the despairing. Right. Yes. And, so. Yeah. It's real. It's authentic, raw. Yeah. Um, they don't hold back. So it's human, you know, in a, yeah. in a, in a, yeah, it's, it's writing out kind of response and experience. So, uh, but like, uh, Anything that you can read by Eugene Peterson. Uh -huh. Oh, man. Uh, so good there. Uh, Klein Snodgrass, one of my professors at North Park, um, he just wrote a book that came out that, that uh, it's entitled You Need a Better Gospel. And uh, <laughs> which is I'm like, way to go, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's all about reclaiming uh, kind of this idea of participation with Christ um, as kind of a core uh, to Christian theology, um, uh, it, rather than, you know, what we see sometimes in the, in the church, uh, like I'm just going to tack Jesus on as a side dish yeah. and I'll rub the lamp when I need a genie kind of thing. No, it's about, you've been joined, uh, with Christ and you want to talk about some formation, uh, that happens. Um, that's where it all comes from for me. Uh, another, another author, uh, anything you can read by Henry Nowen, um, mm -hmm. and then who I think, I, this this guy I want to be like when I get older, Bob Goff. Yeah. Uh, and he love does. Yeah, Ooh. love does. Everybody always. You want to talk yeah. about love? 
and fill in your tank and fill in your heart. I mean, uh, you, you want to talk about giving love away and seeing the world be changed around you. Look at what yeah. Bob Goss doing. He's got podcasts, all this stuff. Uh, yeah. But the guy blows up balloons for a living and, uh, <laughs> and gives them away. I just like, come on, uh, spreading a little love and joy. And again, it's not from us. It's because uh, you know, we, we trust and believe that, that, that there's a God who loves us, who's personal and is for us is yeah. with us no matter no matter what you believe uh this reality we believe is true and and um man if i could encourage and just challenge just to have a heart open yeah everybody listen just an open heart it doesn't mean you believe or subscribe necessarily but but an openness a willingness to say like what is going on in my heart see here's the other thing bro sorry just a little tangent here for no, you it's good um, i love it do we even do we even notice that our heart is beating in a given day yeah. Or do we just take for granted the fact that there's a beat, there's a beat, there's a beat. And if this thing stops, we're toast. Yeah. Um, and and so in a physical sense, man, I think we take it for granted in 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 in, in a, a spiritual, emotional sense. Mm-hmm. I think we also take it for granted that wow, we've got life, we've got this this experience as a human, uh, this connection that we can the, the love that we share, that relationships, other people's heart are beating are beating as well yes and that they are feeling the same set of feelings maybe in a different way maybe it manifests differently yes but like connecting to that wellspring of life yes makes you aware that other people also are yeah the conduit for that 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 have the same experiences and that like and i love that you're talking about like i'm just gonna go read old guys right guys that have done it better and like I'm going to shortcut my learning because they're, they've done it. Right. Yeah. And they, they have these play like that. Again, that's to me, that's Proverbs, right? Solomon's sure. like, Hey, I, here's, I've been nothing new under the sun. Let me explain <laughs> to you how that happens. Right. right. Like, and so I, dude, I just, I think so much, I mean, I I'm so interested in the, the colloquialisms we are, you, you're, you're like, bro. I'm like, dude. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like there's such a, uh, a natural, like falling back into us at 17, probably yeah, um, yeah, yeah, nature yeah, yeah. to this thing. And you hang out with kids all the time, which is a, a great way to stay young also. Yeah. Um, or anyway, feel old. I can't yeah, one old. of yeah. either way. Um, <laughs> but like one of the things you just said, right. These people that have done it and had these experiences before they understand that other people are people, not that yes. they're wrong, not that yes. they're, malicious in their intent not that but that they are us yeah yeah they're a reflection they're a mirror a lot of the time and their heart beats too and if you aren't connecting with it on your own level how are you ever going to see that in someone else yeah that's it's a question i think i'm challenged with because i want to race to the next thing too i want to i want to chase the next great thing and seek excellence and find my best all the time but Maybe yeah. my best is just the beating heart inside of me, right? That was, yeah. that was made pretty incredibly. Yes. Maybe it's a moment just to connect with that. That's going to, going to draw out who I need to be in this moment or today. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. And, and recognizing that in other people and like, I wonder how that person's heart is doing. I mean, that, that'll just naturally make you think about your own heart and yeah. your own response and, and whether or not it's healthy or whether you got some disease going on in your heart or uh, what distraction or deceit or whatever it is, you know what I mean? I and think it dulls, it dulls the sharpness of your response to that yes, person, yes, right? Yes, it, yes, yes. It, it, you understand the fragility of, yes, of yes. others when you recognize their heart because your heart's been broken, right? Yes. Your heart's felt and, yes. you know, overwhelmed you with tears. That's right. And, and overwhelmed you with joy and yes. you understand how like i don't know how fragile that relationship to your response could be if you yeah. are too sharp right if yeah. you're going to come yeah, yeah. at it with a sharp edge at all times because that's going to cut and it could yeah. cut deep you know yeah. and or it could be I, so good if you yeah. decide to say take a breath oh you're a person with a heart too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it's, keep, uh, I, oh, go ahead. It's just so funny to me how, like how strange this conversation might sound to a, to a 16 year old me, <laughs> right? 
to kind of a hardened boy, right? Yeah. yeah, That I, I'm an athlete. I can't do this. No, like had I, and when I did do this because of, because of your encouragement, I I felt like the door was unlocked in a lot of ways to performance that I hadn't achieved yet. Right. And I hadn't gotten to yet. And it would have been just so foreign. Mm. And so like, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a yeah, chance. Yeah. Am I going to, am I going to be vulnerable in that way yeah. or consider yeah. other people in that way? Right. 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 There's a lot of, there's a lot of baggage and negative stereotypes around kind of the conversation of the heart and, and masculinity and this, that, yeah. and the other thing. Um, I'm telling you what, man, like uh, people who have heart and are willing to bleed and die for their loved ones. I can't think of anything stronger, braver, more courageous, uh, hardcore than that. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm going to go one step. I love. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to go one step further than that. I can't th- think of anything more courageous than when you want to explode on someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recognizing their humanity. Come on. That is, you are strong, so strong. if you can do that, right? So you are not more of a man or a stronger person. Right. And again, we'll, we'll tie some of the masculinity conversation to this because it's real. Right. And we want to acknowledge that that's true, but I'm not, I'm not just talking to the men out there. Right. If if you can't, if you can manage your heart and be in touch with it in a way that says, I don't need to lose my mind on this person Mm -hmm. right now, Mm -hmm. which I struggle with every single day, by the way, Right. With my children, with, with, like I have an, a bent towards really great. Right. That's what I want. That's what I want to seek. And when people are letting me down in that, I get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. It requires incredible discipline, incredible strength Mm -hmm. for me to see them, not as someone who's trying to screw it up for me, because that's my natural thought (laughs) to see them as a person who was doing their best. Yeah. Who was trying everything they could to reflect the person, their creator, right. To, to reflect their, not only their humanity, but their, their goodness, their, their godliness, their, their holiness. Right. And so they might not have done a very good job in that right now, but they did the best that they could right now. That is a, I don't know. Like, and that's, I mean, that has taken a long yeah. long time and we'll probably yeah. take a lot longer that's why we that's why we <laughs> yeah. go and seek out the wisdom of these these yeah. elders right yeah. yeah 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 and maybe they're not doing their best and they're trying to screw up because they're but but even that is like well then you got to ask the question well why yeah um is there some sort of wound is there some sort of hurt some sort of pain some sort of disease whatever going on in their heart and i and and that should if you're in touch with your own heart and and wanting to have compassion and love and empathy then uh that should foster a sense of compassion for for another uh, no doubt i i have a a note i wrote to myself because of something my wife said she said every behavior is communication yeah right? and it's it's something i need to remind myself of in my kids but it's also made me aware of it in other people, right? Yeah. Everything yeah. someone is doing is trying to tell you something. It's trying to yeah. communicate some need yeah. or some desire that they have. For sure. Are we willing to be selfless enough yeah. to listen? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. To Tough pause challenge. to say, I'm going to be here now. Rather than make harsh judgments, I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to get curious about this person. I'm going to say, what's going on with them? Because that, oh man, that didn't seem healthy, whole, good. I wonder if somehow I could be loving, patient, kind, and maybe be a part of the remedy even uh, instead of letting them go on in their dysfunction or whatever, you know? Well, and Craig Rochelle in his leadership podcast, you know, another pastor says it this way, you are a chief problem solver, right? You yeah. said maybe be part of the remedy. What would it look like if you, as a leader, if you came with a yes. heart to solve yeah. problems, to be yeah. the remedy, to be the cure rather than, you know, solving or like treating a symptom, right? Yeah, 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 let's, yeah. Let's treat a symptom by moving through it. Let's say it's not a big deal. You know, like I said that to my kid the other night when her heart was on display. I'm like, it's not a big deal. What did I just tell her that her heart isn't a big deal. Right. Mm, 
Mm-hmm. And it like, okay, it was about a plate. I wanted a different plate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Been but there. I, uh, no, it's no big deal. No, like it, that takes some relearning, right? Yeah. That takes some re- yeah, yeah. rethinking. Yeah. It takes yeah. a different mindset, you know? And yeah, I, I'm so grateful, Tom, that you are, you know, let's, let's own this probably not enough of a part of my life, right? I, I, we, we talk about it regularly. Like it, yeah, yeah. it's so filling when we do get to connect and to be, Likewise, yeah, to be served by each other. And yet we don't do it nearly often enough. And I am, I'm so grateful that you took the time to lead us, to fill us, to show us how you fill your heart so that we can fill ours because that, is a gift that you gave to me for sure. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I want other people to, to take things from this and to find value in it. But for me yeah. personally, you filled me up, man. And, and my heart is overflowing today because of who you are and the gifts that you give. Thank you so much yeah, for joining the podcast and, and for being, being my man, being Tommy. So you got it, brother. Thank you, Tom, for joining us. I love you, man. I can't wait till we connect. We, in the space since we've had that interview, we've talked about doing home and homes, right? Me flying out to you, you flying here, us just spending a day together. Man, how do you do that with the people in your life that fill you up, that grow your heart? Do you make space for them? Do you take a little extra time? Do you sacrifice to be in their presence? And, and it's really important to be in their presence. I was filled up like crazy via Zoom, but I know that being in the same place, hearing that laughter, hearing that joy will fill me in a completely different way as well. I have have a couple major takeaways I want you guys to think about, right? Obviously, creating systems in your life that fill your heart. Like I love the 10-minute timeout. I love the idea of a weekly sabbatical where you prioritize your family and their needs and like you just remove obligation with the 10 minute timeout accepting imperfection that was a really important thing to talk about like it's give yourself some grace but he he does these things right the 10 minute timeout the weekly sabbatical date night with his wife he does these things to try and get into regular rhythm i think this is a really important word yeah tom's musician and and sees the world in in this idea rhythm but he also talked about it's seasons it's day and night it's restoration and it's pouring out all of that is of a piece it's true for nature it better be true for us we should replicate that process i think we have to be able to identify that things change right and we need to be changing with them that our life needs to be in alignment with that rhythm Right? And so just taking space, taking a pause, right? And I, again, if we're going to think about it musically and being in rhythm, right? How much, how strong is a rising action in music, right? Like crescendo or a decrescendo, right? They change our emotional response to the music. How strong is a pause, a breath, nothing? Right? That stuff matters. It influences the outcome and the output. If we aren't thinking that way, Man, shame on us. We need to do better. We need to get better at being in rhythm, right? Because that creates flourishing. I, I love the question that we start to get to near the end here. I wonder what, how that person's heart is doing. And being able to see that they're human and that they're created in the same image that, that we're created in, that they have the same challenges and stressors that we have, that when we stop and pause and we put ourselves and our hearts on the table, it has to make us realize the other person has a heart too. And we just connect for a moment, pause and ask how we're doing with this and then ask how they're doing. If we recognize and identify that our heart needs space and rhythm throughout the course of our week by creating systems like a 10 minute timeout or a sabbatical or journaling or whatever it is, if we do that stuff, if we're in contact with our person, with our heart, we're going to see other people as well. And being able to understand that that is the thing that we can connect to, that our hearts are reaching out for contact. 
and that all the facade, all the stuff that we try to put into the world to make us look good or look better is just about our hearts being uncertain. It's about insecurity. It's about a lack of faith that we're good enough sometimes to be loved and to be cared for. Man, if I do what Tom reminds me of in this episode, right? And I said it at the end, right? If I'm a 16 year old boy, listen to this conversation, I'm going, no way, not a chance. But I know now, 20 plus years later, that when I do this stuff, I find my best version of self more consistently. I'm not great all the time. I'm not perfect and I don't excel in everything, not even close. But I know that when I am serving this part of my life in the ways that he challenges us, I grow towards better, towards my best. And that's the call. That is the constant call in our life to enjoy the journey of change and growth and on each step on the ladder, bring what we have, bring all of what we have. Thank you all so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom, for, for being who you are and giving what you do. If you would, please rate, review, subscribe. Go to church, connect with your heart spiritually, right? Maybe it's not church. Maybe it's go commune with nature. Spend some time in silence. Feel the movement. Put your hand on your heart and just hear it beat. Whatever it is that's going to connect you to that part of you. Because to ignore it is to ignore all the rest of the things you want to be great in your life. Do the work to get better today. And as always, live eyes up.